This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube stream worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on February 13th, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The first reading comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, searches all hearts and examines secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. This is the word of the Lord. Last Sunday, for those of you who were here, and if you weren't here last Sunday, there was a very definite theme in this season of Epiphany um, of a call to get up and go, to follow Jesus and become fishers of people. Follow me, Jesus is saying. Today, I think, if we gather some of the things that we've heard in our ears from the Bible today, I think there's a very different call and challenge. And I'm going to pick it up most particularly, and we heard it in the Old Testament reading as well in, in Jeremiah, we're going to pick it up in the words of the psalm. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but... Their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. Indeed, they are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. Let's pray. Lord, in all that we do, we pray that you would bring us to dwell with you, to dwell in your word. And so pour out your spirit on us as we dwell with you, as we dwell in your word today. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I think today, when you hear the words of Psalm 1, and remember the the, the Psalms, and there's a, there's a lot of them, were the hymn book and the prayer book of the people of Israel. When they came to worship, they always were doing what we did today. As Jane sang and led us beautifully into Psalm 1, they would be in the place of the Psalms and singing the Psalms, meditating on the Word. We are called to do the same, to stand firm, I think. We are called to delight in the law. And when we talk about the law today, we're not just talking about a, you know, do this and do that law. These, this word that the Torah refers to the full counsel of God for us. So yes, it's law, 
um, to keep us safe and keep our society well, but it's also gospel, word of hope, word of new life, word of new beginnings. And as we meditate on this word, we're called to be like trees, planted strong roots that go down, as Jeremiah said, drawing on life-giving water and bearing fruit, even though gum trees don't often bear lots of fruit, do they? Um, they even bear this amazing fruit that God talks about today. There's an example of what I'm talking about that comes up in our second reading, I think, about this standing firm. Paul calls the Corinthians back to the word, back to the gospel they've been taught, back to God's word, back to the belief that they've been taught and should be holding. And as we start out this new year, in this season of epiphany, this season of God revealing things, I think part of what God is revealing and saying to us today is to be called back to be the place of the strong foundation, be grounded in the truth, in the gospel. Be strong, not like a He-Man, Bible man, um, sort of muscly sort of strong, but be grounded in who God says you are and the life that he has for you. Be and grow like a tree planted like by streams of living water. And I think that's connected to this mission call that we heard last Sunday in Luke chapter 5, to go to be fishers of people. And I think it's also true that as we heard in that gospel reading last Sunday, where those fishers of people were first fishers of fish, that they're mending, they're tending to their to their nets, that this is an important part of being strong in who we are. In your Sunday Extra, for example, and we, you would have heard this along the way a few times, particularly at our special general meeting last year, if you were there, we're entering perhaps this season of service and mission. And Sunday Extra talks about that uh, towards, the, uh, towards the back of it. Talks about that mission call in Luke 5. Talks about... Uh, our call to serve, but it also talks about the ministries that we have to grow, to grow strong. So another image for that growing strong is, is tending to ourselves as, as God's word comes to work in us, because we face challenges in our lives, in everyday life. In Corinth, for example, we hear there was an issue that was starting to divide the whole community. This is not good. It was shaking people's faith and their foundations. The basic question was, is there a resurrection from the dead? And how do you know the answer to that question? It's pretty fundamental, isn't it, to our faith? In fact, I think it's very vital to the way that we go about living, is that how we answer that question. It determines how I speak, I reckon, doesn't it? In some way, shape or form? How I show my love to the people that God gives me in my life. If I get sick, or when the time will come, when I'll face death, perhaps, and we might you know, have, have a lot of time to prepare for it, but if we do, it will affect me spiritually, my psychological response, my emotional response, and certainly my witness to others around me. How I make the decisions in my life is part of this basic thing of faith, isn't it? And if there is no resurrection, what's the point of it all? And Paul says, don't be fooled, don't be misled, come back to the, the strong foundation. 
to the word of God. Be who you are, trees who are planted by streams of living water. And I think the lovely way that this connects in, this story of the question of the resurrection and the, the call to stand firm also comes out in one of Paul's writings in the book, in his letter to the Galatians, where he talks indeed of another tree. So bear with me and see if, if you can connect the dots with me as we go. In Galatians chapter 3, Paul writes, Christ redeem us, redeemed us. This is God's gift. Here's the gospel. Here's the word for you and me, for all people. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, by taking on his body the punishment for sin. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And this is my connector here. We are called to be trees who, who are planted by streams of living water with this very news, that we are God's redeemed ones. No ifs, no buts and no maybes. Don't let anyone shake those foundations of yours. Stand firm, Paul says in his letter to the Corinthians and the Galatians. Stand firm, the psalmist says. Stand firm, I reckon God is saying to you and me today. Jesus is the first fruits of resurrection life. And as we put our hope and trust in him, by our lives by our witness, by our words, we too bear this beautiful fruit in the way we go about it. Last Sunday, I said, would you think about the reason for the hope that you have if you were going to share that with someone that you perhaps dearly loved or wanted to tell the story of Jesus to? I don't know if you formed any words in your minds, but I think it's very much connected to this, this bearing fruit in just being who I am, where I am. Because the voices I listen to every day and the voice that I bring to others every day can bring great blessing and happiness, but they can also bring the exact opposite, as Jesus quite pointedly says in Luke chapter 6 today. To meditate then on the word, as the psalmist says, means not just focusing on it internally for us. The Hebrew word to meditate comes from a, a word that sounds like this, haga. I mean, you can't very well just let that be a silent thing, can you? It's a guttural thing. So when we sing the psalm, for example, it's a great example of what it is to meditate in our lives. That, that word not only comes into us and into our hearts and lives, but it also flows then out. And it might be just as um, the rabbis do, and you see them or hear them perhaps even to this day, when they read the word, they, they're sort of muttering it or chanting it silently. And that is a good image, I think, for us and the fruit that we start to bear as we speak it and also as we live it. Here's what I think is going on. When we dwell in the word of God, when we dwell in the word of God, we begin to excel in the works of God. Someone who famously dwelt in the word of God was a fellow by the name of Martin Luther. Here I stand... He said, here I stand, standing firm. That fits our theme today very nicely. Perhaps that's one of the most well-known little phrases of Luther. It was purportedly said at a big assembly, the Diet of Worms in 1521, when Luther was called to give account for his faith. The church at the time was calling him into question, recant or else. 
And Luther is reported as saying, unless I'm convicted by scripture and plain reason, isn't that interesting? Scripture and plain reason seem to sit together. I do not accept the authority of the popes and councils because they have contradicted each other. My conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and will not recant anything for to go against conscience is neither right nor safe. So help me God. Amen. And later on when Luther's words were put, in, were put into writing, um, his closing words were recorded and Luther was aware of this as him saying, here I stand, I can do no other, so help me God. Here I stand. Luther, we know, stood firm in the gospel promise of God. Simple as that. Beginning, middle and end of the day, that's the story. Word of promise received in faith. And in this case, in the face of human opposition, which we sometimes face. Like the psalmist in Psalm 1, the image of faith as standing firm in the word of God is key. It's key for living, it's key for bringing God's fruit to the world. Like Paul, who stood firm against those who questioned the resurrection. Like Luther, standing firm against the false teachings and the weight of all the things against him. But what about you? What about me? How do we look in this space today? It's not always easy being a Christian in these days, it seems. The church, to our eyes, might seem to be struggling. Is it dying, in fact? The church is dying. Is God there? Is he doing anything? I came back from holidays and I opened up the Sunday paper and the first thing it told me was this. In 2021, just 13% of Aussies went to church on Christmas Day. And I'm not trying to shame anyone if you didn't make the church on Christmas Day, by the way. Well, the threat of Omicron, this article goes on to say, would have kept many congregations low. The result is, keeping, is in keeping with other surveys. And um, may I invite you to fill out that National Church Life Survey too and give us some qualitative uh, news about how we're um, going together as the body of Christ here at St Paul's. Those, those numbers are in keeping with other surveys which found religious attendance and religious affiliation have been falling for decades. That's what our census tells us as well. Millennials were the most likely to have attended church on Christmas Day. Well done, millennials. But it served as a reminder to me of how hard the going can sometimes be. And I have to say that in my three years here as pastor, the journey hasn't always been easy for us, it seems. We've faced difference, even division sometimes, and great hurt, just as we do in our daily lives too, in families we live through that, in our workplaces amongst friends. We've shifted house together, our spiritual house, and that's one of the greatest stresses in life, they say. We've done the journey together with loved ones through sickness and even into that place of death. We've faced upheaval, financial issues, and I'm sure you could name more, which have challenged us, and which Satan would use to attack us. And all the while, all the while, our God has been doing what our God does, staying faithful to that word of promise and calling us back to stand firm. May I say that personally, over this time, that it's been time it's been a time of growth for me, that I've been sustained often 
that I've been in awe and wonder of God so many times in the witness of you, in the faithful journeys of people living the faith each day. People who, like Melissa, who we thank God for today, has served us so wonderfully over a long time. People who, like our staff team, like our church council, but like whoever it might be, have made a difference in my life. Take a moment or two, just a moment or two, to think about the difference that people make in your life too. Perhaps it's good, a good time to give thanks. Perhaps it's a good opportunity too for us to consider how we are called to grow, to grow in the word of God. And there are some examples up on the, on the slide today. Focused living coming to us in the second part of this year. We have small group ministry, which brings us in small groups of living our lives together to God's word. And in daily things like um, I'm greeted every day with an email from the LCA and, an, uh, and a devotion written by another person in the church. What an opportunity we have to grow and to go, dear friends, in Christ. What a gift we have. We have life in Jesus. New life. Eternal life. That is what we have in our hearts and in our hands and in our voices to bring. Be strong. Be ready. Stand firm and be ready to go. Because the amazing thing is, as we stand firm, is that God moves us. God walks with us. God brings us to follow Jesus where he calls to bring his life-giving water to the world. In 2022, as we're called to go, we're also called to stand firm. As we hear God call us, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishers of people. We also hear God say to us, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always dwelling in the word, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that in the Lord your labour is not in vain. Dear friends in Christ, when we dwell in the word of God, we excel in the works of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. And may his peace guard your and my hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. <laughs>